Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti. Um, I've got a friend, uh, Chaz Briscoe. We've known each other for a long time because um, we, uh, we met in the gym where you spend a lot of time. Uh, I attempt to spend time. <laughs> you, spend, <yeah. laughs> you do. You spend a lot of time in the gym, and, uh, and, and the evidence is there. One of the things I love about you, okay, two things um, that when I think of Chaz, okay, two things come out. One is a tremendous amount of humility um, because, one, you never talk about yourself. Okay, and, and you have a, an incredible background, an incredible story, um, but you are far more interested in the people that you've done life with um, and kind of investing in them than telling people about you. So I love your humility, and then two, I love your energy. Um, there's always something about the energy that you bring uh, into a conversation, into a room, that when people are around you, they leave better because of the time that they spent with you. So that's that's how I want to introduce you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a strong introduction. I, I'd say, uh, without a doubt, I appreciate those kind words. Yeah. Most importantly, I think that you can redirect and, and change the room with with your energy yes. and your 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 smile and, and your presence. So. Whatever situation they were going through before I got there, I'm not sure. I'm That's not right. concerned with. But when I step in, I need powerful presence and I need positive energy. So that's yes. why I tried to change and redirect, you know, the direction that they were they came from. Let's get on a new path. Amen. Starting now. Amen. Well, tell tell the guys listening a little bit about Chaz, right? <laughs> take 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 me back, right? Where where did you grow up? What was it like as a young man? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I was born in a small town called Hillsboro, Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my mom is from Mahaya, Texas. That's a little small Indian town not yeah. too far from here. Don't, don't mispronounce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now my uncle gets magazines called Mahur, but that's another story. <laughs> but um, come up with a small upbringing. Uh, lived in Dallas for a while, okay. back and forth. Uh, migrated out to Wild Wild West, Texas. Um, little town right outside of Lubbock Tall called Muleshoe, Texas. It's about the size of this desk, maybe. And um, <laughs> you, yes, Texas. and you know everyone there, and everyone there yes, knows you. Yes. And I guess for me, it was uh, it was just just phenomenal upbringing because I had the most powerful woman in the world mm. uh, to raise me, uh, along with my you know five siblings. So it's, so raised by a single mom. Raised by a single mom. Yeah, yes, very very, yes. very difficult path um, for a single. Mom raising kids, right? Because right. you, in a sense, you, you're both mom and dad. You're mm-hmm. you're, you're working, right. and you're at home, right? right. I mean, just, you 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 put all those together, and so there's a, there's a number of uh, remarkable single women uh, who've raised some great young men. So right. I just you know, in training for right. manhood, we always talk about the idea that you have to have a man to kind mm-hmm. of train you to be a man. Right. Right. Uh, there's a lot of women who've trained a lot of young men That's to true. to be the men, right? That they need to be, and so your mom did a great job because you, you're you're a great. You know, man, uh, today not a young man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm called fossil fuel someday. That's right. That's another yeah, story. We, yes. We've got some, we got some mileage yeah, on yeah, it, yeah, right? But uh, but yeah, yes. tri- tribute to her as you grew up. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, with f- now five total or five siblings. There was six total. Six yes. total. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. are you in that order? I am number two. I'm the, I'm the oldest boy, and okay. therefore I think that my mom laid responsibility to me at an early age to yeah. be an example, to be a role model for the ones behind you. So. 
for me to fail, you know, as I think of all the great speakers I've heard, the fear of failing, I, I couldn't think that way. I yeah. had to excel and set examples for the ones behind me. So my walk has to be one that's um, more and more straight and arrow because if I go on the wrong path, yeah, they might do the exact you. same thing. That's exactly, right. you know, so I was trying to blaze the trail that they could follow and, and to overcome your obstacles and just, just be a powerful person and, and get your education so you can do things that or above and beyond anybody else in your family. Amen. So, where, where did the spiritual development part come in your life? You know, it's funny you say that. I um, I was so blessed and uh, by several people that I started going to what's called a home church. Mm. And I started there, and we would praise and worship and everything. And I got a scholarship to go play football. Mm-hmm. Got lucky uh, that they didn't know how horrible I was. And, um, <laughs> that was so. not luck. <laughs> I don't think they hand out scholarships oh, yeah, for yeah, luck. Yeah, yeah, they do. Sometimes they do. But they, um, I got bap- rebaptized again. I got baptized at 6 and then at 17 because okay. I knew uh, there would be things that I, that I would face I was not ready for. Yeah. And I knew I needed some, some, some spiritual help that my mom had talked about all my life to, uh, to keep me on the right path so I wouldn't go astray because yeah. too many great athletes go astray. Because they, they, they fall back on their athletic prowess and forget about their spiritual strength. And, and you know what? I think the other thing for our athletes, and I tell our athletes this all the time, um, they surround themselves with people who want the best for them on the field. Yes. And they forget, right, that all of life is not on the field. Yes. Um, there's yes. a lot of life done off the field. Yes. And if the only people that are around you are concerned with what you're doing on the field, which, which is important, right? Great coaches. Mm-hmm. Right? right, but there's there's a there's an attitude even from a coaching perspective, and you right. know this, right? There's coaches mm-hmm. who con- are concerned about what you do on the field, and mm-hmm. then there's coaches who are concerned about just kind of what man you are, right. which is on and off the field. Right, and I think that's kind of a lost art today. Right. Um, you know, the the university concept. Um, you know, I mean, you and I we played football in college. Mm-hmm. Mine was a little bit different experience than yours, <laughs> um, but but that was the one thing I, I I realized real quickly is the university was only concerned with keeping me eligible. True. That's the only thing they cared about. You know, they didn't care if True. I graduated. They didn't care if I took any classes that mm-hmm. made any sense. And so I learned real quickly. It's like, oh, if, if I want to succeed in life, um, you know, and, and football is not going to be the path that I'm going to be on to, to go there, I've got to basically kind of just blaze my own trail here. And so um, I think from an athletic standpoint as young right. men, right, when you're successful in one part of your life, you think, well, I'll be successful in all parts of my life. Right. And the answer is no, no, you won't. Uh, that doesn't necessarily always transfer. And so you had a good grounding before you stepped onto the field, right, that the character was an important part of who you were. You know, that that is very true. And I, um, you know, I said I can't take all that, that credit mm-hmm. for a lot of things. I was blessed with some athletic ability. Yes, I was. But at the same time, I have so many people that, that enter, you know, have intercessory prayer warriors that, that, uh-huh. that love me, and, and yeah. they, they make a difference. And, people praying you know, for you. They That'll do. make a difference. And you said the word coach. The word coach is one of the most powerful words that exist yeah. in our vocabulary because you coach every day. Yeah. Whether you have that label, whether you have a whistle, whether you go out there on the field with the kids, if you talk to a kid, you're coaching the kid. You're coaching the kid about life, yes. how to excel, how to exceed, how to overcome, mm. how to deal with uh, adversity. And you don't just coach during the season. You coach year-round. Yes. So and that, that's, that's the way I am when you see me in the, in the weight room or you see me working out or you see me out there laughing, eat my blueberry donut, yeah. <laughs> which people <laughs> might be a laugh about, and that's okay because that's my favorite. You have a chance to, to make an impact yeah. every day that you, you wake up. Yeah. 
and to make that difference. I had an uncle that said, any day you wake up is a great day to like make a difference. And True. that's that's been my motto. And he's one of my my great Christian mentors that, uh, that you know, of course, my five uncles are the war veterans. So they really, very, oh, they're very, very okay. strong, very so, strong. So men. you've had some, yeah, some strong mm-hmm. male role models in your life mm-hmm. um, that have kind of help guide you and, and you can look up to and say, Hey, I want to, I want to emulate that. I want to follow that path. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and they are, they were very hard on me to be yeah. honest. And, and I love it, you know, and sometimes <laughs> now I, I have to say this, that they call it tough love, but I call it the, the right love. Yeah. Cause if you love somebody that you care enough to like intervene and step in when a person is going through a difficult situation to tell them that they're right and wrong. That's right. Cause lots of times people just bypass an opportunity to coach a kid when they need that coaching yeah. or that instruction to, set them on the right path because they're a little bit lost. And because yeah. I was lost, I, I might sit there now and look like everything was right in order, but I had some, some challenging days. And every person that has excelled has had challenging days, sure. just like everybody does. But don't pass up your opportunity. You have a chance to throw that pass and, and not score a touchdown, but score a special mark in that kid's heart, yep. whoever it may be, or that person right next to you, your next door neighbor, to like make an impact with them. And I try not to mess that up. I'm a, I wasn't a quarterback. I was, I was a I was a little wide receiver, so I, I, they threw the pass to me, and I tried to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, college, where did you go? I went to West Texas State. Okay, and okay, then yeah. after that, you and went then on? went to CU, and then I went little, tried a little football up there at the top level and broke my little leg, and I said, that's all of it. Ooh. And then I start, started coaching. So yeah. it's, And um, came back to the Metroplex. Came back to right, the Metroplex. And spent some time here, mm-hmm. right, coaching, yeah. teaching. I, at, at, at Warren Travis White High School. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a Longhorn. It's kind of unique. W.T. White. Uh, W.T. White right there, North Dallas, in the yes. middle of the, uh, of the, you know, the private schools, which was a great experience. It was a perfect place for me. Yeah. And um, my mentor actually went to school with my oldest sister. I have a half-sister that's older than I. And um, that was my mentor. He was probably 14 years older than me. Okay. And um, took me under his wings, a guy named Luther Gentry, and was a phenomenal six foot six, 340-pound giant <laughs> that, um, that set me straight. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- so, I would definitely yeah, pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. They call him Hurricane for a reason. But, oh, wow. Um, he, um, he helped me to set up my finances to, to be a better man, to be an example. To It's not about your athletic prowess. It's what can you empower them to do and teach them to do yeah. with the build that they're blessed with. Yeah. And to make sure you use every ounce of energy in a positive way and watch your step. When you're six six, everybody sees you. Yeah, it doesn't matter how tall you are. That's right. People watch you every day. Yeah, in the neighborhood, in the school, in the community, in the grocery store. You never know. You know when does that opportunity present itself? Make eye contact with them and see, because their eyes, you know, tell you everything about their emotions. Some days, so yeah. I, I don't. I try to make sure that I intervene or step to a person that may be having a difficult day, because people have done the same for me. That's right. I love that. I love that. Well, what about, um, think about that uh, 18 to 24-year-old young guy, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of just starting uh, life where he's now, you know, kind of moved out of the house. His parents are no longer the um, the primary direction that he's getting from, giving, you know, getting from life. Uh, what advice would you give him in terms of, listen, I want to be successful in life. Um, you know, what, what advice would you give me? As I right. start out, right. you know, on that on that adventure of life, you know, I say it's baby steps. Okay, everything's a grind. You know, anybody that 
leaps and bounds of the mountain, they, they got lucky because they, they, <laughs> they, they got lucky and land on the other side. But yeah. most people, you got to go through a valley yeah. to get there. I like they, that. They, it, it takes some molding. You, you got to shed some things. You got to change some things. And some maturity has to happen. But but take your time. It's a process. Everything that is worthwhile is a process. Yeah. I didn't uh, get to know a phenomenal mm-hmm. man like you accidentally. It was a process of like going to the right gym, carrying myself the right way. If I had been talking crazy, Jim, you never would have spoken to me, <laughs> to be honest, because that's the kind of man you are, because everybody knows who you are. It, you, you, you get respect because of the man that you are. So as you go on your journey, make sure that you are feeling all of the necessity things to show the person that, that you are that elite, yeah. that example, the one that everybody wants to follow. And that's, everybody needs great leadership. Because they are a leader. Even though you're 22, 23, carry yourself like you're 34, like you've been there 10 years, See, and I, don't show fear. Yeah, I like that. Um, there, there's a there's a um, psalm, Psalm 144, and there yeah. was, it was it's kind of a, a concept where it's like, how do you know that God has blessed a nation? And, mm-hmm. and most of the things in there, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the cattle will prosper, the, you know, the grain grows, mm-hmm. right? All these different things. But it talks about kids, and it's a very mm-hmm. interesting thing. It says um, that your boys will be like well-manicured yeah. plants, right? Mm-hmm. And your girls will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace, mm-hmm. um, which the girl, you know, to me, it, it kind of makes sense, right? You have this um, stately, beautiful um, solid figure, right? And you think about that. Right. But the boy, the well-manicured plant, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of like, what, what does that mean? And it's just um, it's just this idea that your 12-year-olds will kind of look like they're 24. Yes. Um, and your 24-year-olds will look like they're 36, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, in the attitude and the action that they bring. Right. Um, they, they're not just squirrely little kids running around, right? right? And I, I just think that, you know, that attitude of boys will be boys, um, you know, I hear it so often, mm-hmm. right? When you see kids kind of just running around like, oh, just, you know, boys will be boys. And my response right. is always like, yeah, unless you train them to be men. There it is. Right? And they'll, they'll stay boys forever mm-hmm. if you if you allow them to be, right? I mean, true. Peter Pan is a, you know, a, a famous story, <laughs> right? Of it's like, true. hey, I just want to stay a boy forever. And I mm-hmm. think so much of our culture allows men to do that, unfortunately, um, as opposed to saying, no, there's there's another step, right? Being a being an eight year old when you're eight is fantastic. It's just really ugly when you're 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I agree. I definitely agree. Right. And so we've we've had that experience, right? Mm-hmm. You've spent your life um, kind of calling up boys to the next journey, right? To the next sure. step, right? Yes. Saying, hey, you don't have to stay there. Let's move on mm-hmm. from that. Put away childish things. Right. Begin to walk in a mature way. Mm-hmm. And I I say that because you know you say iron sharpens iron. Yes. And they they see me in that have become successful, and that's who they tend to cling to, people that are successful. Yeah. And for me to listen to a, uh, another person, it means that you really have to know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So as you talk to these young men, and you talk to a 24-year-old man who's, oh, my gosh, who's got you know his head just like floating yes. out there on the cloud nine, <laughs> give, him, give him some positive direction and, yeah. and take time and talk with him. Say, look, uh, I stumbled, but I, I learned from my mistakes, mm-hmm. and I made those mistakes when I was a teenager. This is manhood now. Okay, and so at manhood, that means well, we step to a whole different level. We don't do the same things that thirteen-year-olds do. We we do things because some men at twenty-four are fathers, some are husbands, some That's are right. getting ready to be a husband. And if you have a daughter, and I have a daughter that ooh, we I am crazy about, I want to make sure that man is has the right you know training and the right mindset. Yes, to take care of her. That's right. You know, in, in case of a situation that, that that comes up, and you know we want to raise independent men mm-hmm. that can go out there and be examples and pillars in the community. So well, I mean, for myself personally, I want to make sure that I am trying to instill and install inside their brain that 
You can be what you want to be, but walk slowly. Yeah. Take your time. Listen and learn from veterans. I love to listen to insight of people that have been through things I've, I've never oh, been yeah. through. Some, so, some life difficulties, oh some adversity, gosh, right? I, and you, you learn the lessons and you go, I don't, I don't you know, even have to go through that particular adversity to learn from it true. Uh, because I can pay attention to what other people have done and mm -hmm. learn from that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that you and I talk about, um, and we've said this before, it, right, is, is it's not how you start, it's how you finish, oh. um, which, which is a huge <laughs> thing because I know there's a lot of young yeah. guys who – um, unfortunately, through you know life circumstances and situations kind of beyond their control, right? Sometimes it's because of um, you know decisions their parents have made. Sometimes it's because of mistakes that they've made, right? But it seems like they're they're kind of behind the eight ball, um, you know, as they start out out in life, and they feel like you know I, I just you know I have to catch up. And I'm always like, it, it's okay, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not really where you start; it's where you finish. You'd agree with that? You know, that's funny you say that because that's my life story to be honest i started out in a very difficult situation mm -hmm. i mean to to say the least but i don't want pity you know i i want uh i want positive um people to walk around me and say you know what you overcame that's right and anybody can overcome but at the same time when you are a man out there speaking to kids you know and uh, that they listen and watch everything you do even if you don't think they're watching they're watching everything you do it's yeah. true and so for a young man that say is 24, 25, whatever the case may be, he wants to like be that great and have that great respect. But at the same time, respect is earned. Mm. You know, it's not given. So if you earn that respect, then things happen. And don't let your, your negative circumstances stop you. The greatest success stories, the greatest success stories in the Bible, in life, in our neighborhood, are people that started from nothing. Mm. Think of Jason Witten. I love Jason Witten. Yeah. I, I can I go on and on with See, different you, names. You told me a little bit of his story, and I oh didn't know gosh. his backstory. I'm, it's one of the greatest stories, one of the greatest fathers that, that you'll ever meet. Yes. But I could go on and on because overcoming situations and circumstances make you a better person. And, yeah. and once you come through that valley and you climb that hill, you look down, you won't pull other people up to the top of the hill with you. Yes. And, young men, that's what you do. It's, it's don't look at where that person is. Look where you're going to go. And yes, I might be here and right now, but we don't we don't stay right here. We constantly climb, we work to get to the top. Yeah. So keep keep on pushing. Yeah. You know, and you know push means to me is, you know, that people can say it a different way, promptly usher someone higher. I like that. You know, that that's that's what you I'm go. On, you know, like or, the acronyms, right? Yeah, yeah, I had those acronyms. That <laughs> that's the teacher coming out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I read the book Grit uh, many years ago, mm -hmm. um, and I was fascinated because um the author of the of the book um, does a study of some, uh, you know, individuals who are very successful who overcame some difficulties in life. And a lot of them had to do with learning difficulties, right? You right. Know, dyslexia, dysphoria, different things like that. Right. Um, and as she did the study and she interviewed these particular individuals, she asked, you know, what role did that play um, in your development? And all of them understood that, hey, you know, I am the person I am today because of the grit, because of the hard work right. that I learned of overcoming mm -hmm. these things. And then she asked the next question. She said, um, would you want that for your children? And all of them said no. And it was a fascinating thing yeah. how we understand how important it is in our own life to overcome adversity. Mm -hmm. But yet when we see it in the lives of our kids, we try to remove that and we try to make life easy for them. Mm -hmm. And I just see that so many young people are missing that grit, that hard work, that determination, that, you know, that stick to because mm -hmm. parents come in and they make life easy for them and they mm -hmm. end up in a sense Right, making later in life more difficult by trying yeah. to make early in life mm -hmm. easy. And do you see that same thing? You know, and, and it's, it's funny you say that because uh, we're teaching for 30 years, mm -hmm. you know, in a public school. 
at North, you know, and right there in North Dallas, you see a lot of kids that, you know, you know, parents try to make sure and like put a shield up there. No, yeah. sometimes you have to go through and and feel the pain of what it's like not to win, not to be successful in, in that game. It's just a game for it's the day. Game. That's right. But it's a lesson learned. Every day is a, is a learning tool. So if they don't get a chance to learn those things as a kid, what's going to happen as adults? when they face bigger adversity and bigger things and stuff. So I let them learn. I, I, of course, I will mentor them and study them and talk with them. But you learn from, like, you know, from, from falling, you know. And Zig Ziglar, one of the great guys, yeah. that I, I would have any <laughs> I'm being honest. I would have any kid read his books. Really? He, oh, my gosh. Love okay. him. Pulling, love out, him. pulling out the old Zig Ziglar yeah, books, which, I, I'm, which I'm by the way, are, are fun Right statements of little proverbs. If you, if you go through the Bible, right. right? I think I think Zig just just took right biblical principles yes, and made them more interesting. It and but it's like everything you have in there, you go, wait a second, that sounds mm-hmm. like and it's like, yep, yes. that's where it came from. Yes, yes, that's a good that's a good recommendation. You know, right? and I, I say don't be the, don't you can't walk around with with fear. You know, and yeah. fear stops from taking that next step. And when that next step, if we don't feel like what it's like to have our our big toe stomped then how are we going to go out there and feel like the bumps and bruises of life? Yeah. You know, we don't walk around with steel toe boots. We walk around with regular shoes. We stomp our toes sometimes. But parents say, you know what? It's going to heal. There's nothing to do for a, for a broken big toe, to be honest, medically. You can't. But you learn from it. Yep. You remember that pain. You remember, I don't want to make that mistake again. And you move out there and let parents, you got to let your kid, you got to let them feel that. Yeah. That, that. That's why you send them off to college. So, so they can go out there and experience the world and, and make up their bed and take care of the business and make the grades. And then when they go get recruited by someone because that they, they kept up their academic, you know, grades or whatever, then you see it's a job well done. Yeah. But you got you gotta let you gotta let them feel it. You gotta let them feel that fire a small bit. If not, you can't you can't fight every battle for them. Yeah, I can't. And, and I love the uh, the start small, right? Life uh-huh. is is a series of small decisions. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I did a, a one on. Uh, with a friend, uh, Mike Thornberry, and just books to read, and he pulled out McCraven's, right, Make mm-hmm. Your Bed, mm-hmm. um, which is just, you know, little victories along the way. Right. right? And, and you begin to, you know, produce a life of self-discipline, self-control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Titus, uh, the book of Titus, when it talks about there's six mm-hmm. things that old men need to have, right. there's one thing that young men need to have, and it's self-control. Right. <laughs> and I, just, I always true. laugh at that. that it's like true. just one, right? If That's you can true. have self-control, the rest of the things will follow. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have self-control um, – then, then you can't right succeed uh, in an environment where people don't know that you bring to that right, right. Uh, a, a level of self discipline and self control. Mm-hmm. When other people have to control you, when other people have to tell you to be quiet, when, right? The, there always just be a child, right. right? And it's just like unless you learn that, and so just the, you know the idea of baby steps, right? Where do I start? It's always mm-hmm. start with self control. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can learn to control, um, you know, your body, your actions, if you can learn to you know, sit still and be quiet for a few minutes, um, right. you know, and, and I think so many of our young guys have a, have a problem with that, have a struggle with that. Um, you know, we get we, we get all antsy yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, OK, just, you know, mm-hmm. go outside. You know, I mean, it's, that's why I think sports is such an important part for a young uh, man growing up uh, because see, you because it gives you right. Like, OK, I'm going to sit in class for a few right. hours and then I get to run outside and, right. you know, and then I get to run over somebody. <laughs> you know, I, boy, you, you hit a note just now because in my life and my motto in my family and having siblings, there's sibling robbery sometimes. Mm. But my motto is I never, ever compete against you. I complete. Okay. And then if you walk around trying to complete somebody's on a mission and say, you know what, if you take two steps, 
I'll take one right beside you. Okay. But you got to go out there and show me that you're willing to go out there and make that difference. I like And it. I stand behind you. So the the competition aspect, I think, of sports, I think is great because it makes young men strong. But at the same time, it just means you learn to be a team player. Yeah. And to, like, be a parent, you have to be a team player also. But at the same time, I'm the quarterback. I throw you a pass. You got to catch and you got to yeah. run with it. Yeah. Okay? I gave you opportunity to – live in my home to do these these things or whatever the case may be. Now through your pass and that's up to you to run to to the goalpost. But if you sit there like and you fumble the ball, you drop a pass, that's gonna happen. That's life. But you gotta learn to overcome those those, those tough days. That day the the foul ball came in like hit you in the face. Okay, so so be it. It it hurt, it stung, but you learn from that bruise. And those bruises in life make a stronger man in the long run. Yeah. So I say let the kid feel the bruise up because they, they, at some point in life, there's going to be something that's going to sting them and you're not going to be there yeah. to take the sting away. So let them go out there and, and feel that. Yeah. You know, I, so I love playing with the guys who always took the responsibility for whatever it was on themselves. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was the, you know, you were a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. So if the quarterback threw a bad pass, mm-hmm. um, you know, you didn't run back to the huddle and be like, you know, Right. That was a terrible pass. It was just yeah. like, you know, hey, my bad. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I loved playing with those guys, even if everybody knew it wasn't their fault. True. That, that is very true. That's very true. <laughs> but it was just it was just the attitude of, you know, hey, you put the ball up there. I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, you know, it's like if it's a, if it's a bad pass, it's OK. You know, I, I should have gone and caught mm-hmm. it. And, and you realize that in life there's there's this, you know, those two kind of people. Right. People who blame other people or, or people who <laughs> right just kind of absorb yeah. the blame. Yeah. Right put the mm-hmm. team above themselves and mm-hmm. then together we all win or together we all lose, but we're going to do it together. Right. And I just, right. I loved being around those guys. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I can see that, right. You were one of those guys. You were uh, one of those guys who just, right. Who put the team above, right. The, the personal, you know, accolades and different things like right. that. You know, I, I like what you said that, and, and that is true. And, but you do the same thing, but I'll, I'll use this example in the weight room and it's to, to more or less to strengthen yourself in mm-hmm. life. As I walk around in the, the gym or work out, everybody see a kid out there talking, what the case may be. I want to come up and talk to the kid and say, what are you, what are you working towards? Right. What school are you going to? Right. What's your goals? And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to step to any kid because I want to know what is in your mind. What way would you upset for yourself? And I don't want to ever, ever enable you. I want to empower you. Mm. So if I empower you and say, you know what, this is my journey right here. That I had a tough freshman year, but I straightened things out because I said I need this scholarship, and my mom cannot pay for my schooling. So <laughs> you, you better so, get it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'd get it right. So sometimes tell them that that how you did fail, but you still survived. Yes, you know you, I didn't fail, but my grades are not appropriate. But I, you know, reconditioned myself and got my mind right and made it. But at the same time, don't don't pass up the chance to to say something to a. A young person, because their minds are young and fresh. Oh my gosh, they mm-hmm. have the the world, you know, in in the palm of their hand. Sometimes the world gets heavy. Sometimes in your bicep starts to strain, but that strain makes your brain go out there and think that I got to redirect and change some of the things I'm doing if I'm going to be successful in life. Yeah, and don't don't worry about the things that don't worry about things you can't change. Learn the things that you can go out there and make a difference in the impact with. So that's what I try to try to emulate with most most people I talk with. I love it. I love yeah. it. What What about just last question for the guys? Positive attitude. 
right? <laughs> um, you have a tremendous positive attitude. What would you attribute that to? I would attribute that to, um, you know, seeing both sides of the coin, uh-huh. seeing um, the challenging side of it, how a person can take one negative thing and and, and ruin a whole football team. Mm. Uh, as opposed true, to true. Well, when you, when you go, <laughs> when you have guys that are your teammates, they're your brothers. Mm. So treat them like they're your brothers and, and say, let me, let me pick you up and help you up because I have a chance to like to bond with you. You're not saying men will not, men do not speak up on their emotions. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. They go in there, they're stressed out and they won't, they won't say, well, girls will tell the whole world I'm having a bad day. Where guys, will we keep it in. So yeah. the reason why I have positive attitude, I think is so that, even if I'm hurting, you know, because uh, yesterday was the anniversary of my mom's passing. Mm. But I'm, I got a positive attitude because she left me here to make a difference and have a, a strong impact. And, That's right. And don't, 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 don't blow your opportunity. Yeah. Make a difference and, and, and be that person because that person might be struggling that day. I've had, and I'm sorry for the bad news, I had several kids commit suicide mm. as, when I was a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, but I talked with them then and I spoke at their, their services. But at the same time, there's always, I always feel in my chest and my heart, I could have said or done something, hopefully, to make their day better yeah. when they were here yeah. or change their mind. So I just always want to be like that positive uh, example because, yeah. you know, I had positive examples in my life. I had ministers. I had my mom, uh, my uncles. Uh, my father came back in my life before he passed, and I loved him to death. You know, a lot of things that he was confused about. but. Things work their way out, yeah. and it made me a better man. It made me a stronger man. Those obstacles made me stronger and better. So, guys, that easy paved road is not always the easy one because mm-hmm. you might go a whole different direction right. than what your parents do. But learn to go out there and pave your own road. Don't follow in their footsteps as saying that I'm going to be this, be that. Be your own man. Follow your heart. Pray on it. Let God direct you. Because I'm telling you, that it gives you vision to do things that that you'll never do. Cause I love it. I never thought I'd be a coach, yeah. but it happened, and I love it. it. I love every day of it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Zig Ziglar. You're kind of like the the more athletic Zig Ziglar, <laughs> right? With with a positive attitude, a positive right. energy, right? Always right. calling people up to a higher um, standard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of you know putting people down for doing right. something wrong, it's that right. you can learn from it, you can get better. Um, but those are a lot of choices that people have to make. They have mm-hmm. to choose to say, I can learn from this and don't let it defeat me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, I'm going to be at a different place and a different yeah. person because I've been through this difficult mm-hmm. place. So yes. I love it. Yes. That's great stuff. Yeah. We, got, we got to get you to write a book ah. so, we can, so we can get you out there, right? It's a, well, you know, I, um, you know, it's funny. I, I have to add this also, you know, said writing a book because my brother's writing a book right now Okay, about different things because I will not talk about the things that rewards I received coming up, and I, I guess I never acknowledged, but the most important thing is, will it help another young man say, you know what, if I can do it, you can do it. There you go. Yeah. You know, if I can excel and get my education and get my higher level degree, mm-hmm. then you can do it also. It does not matter about your, your past circumstances. Overcome those things. You know, the to me, I think those those tough obstacles make us better men. Yeah. You know, when, when, you, when you struggle, when you don't have anything but buying a sausage in your college dorm or, <laughs> yep. you know, you have ramen the cold, noodles. ramen noodles. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, they're done that. I, I thought I was a ramen noodle. <laughs> but um, th- those things made me stronger and better. Yeah. So, you know, for me, I think that opportunity presents itself every day, every day. So I am 
I'm out on that battlefield just like you, yep. you know, and, and you're so blessed and they're blessed to have you here because, you know. I keep telling them that. You you are. No, no, you you are. You are the same man <laughs> 24-7. I don't care if it's 6 o'clock in the morning. You're going to walk up and scare me in the gym because there you are. Amen. You and your, your phenomenal kids and who are just phenomenal men also. But it just goes to show how things trickle right on down. Yeah. That the, the duplication process is in full effect. So for those young men out there, they're 24 to 26. Make sure you know you got 12 of your kids trying to duplicate mm. you. Mm-hmm. They see you. They look up to you. Yeah. They want to be you. There's it's a big young responsibility. Man, there's a young man that went to school, and you know him, Javon. Yeah. When he was a kid, took him under my wing, and I said, "A great is working with God." Mm-hmm. I said, "They've impressed him with." And lo and behold, he's now, of course, has leaned down, and me and his mom are still great friends. Yep. And and whoever knew that that success story would be one that you'd actually know, Amen. be a part of. And see, to me, that that's that's that makes me proud. That yep. means I did something positive. In life, does not put any money in my pocket because money comes and goes. But the love you put in the kid's heart and taking time to share with them is they are trophies that last a lifetime. Amen. They're medals of honor yep. that they, God can bless you for because you went out there and did something and not expecting anything in return. That's, that's the lifestyle we got to have. If we're going to like make a difference and step out there and be that difference, yep. you know, because there's, there's a lot of young men out there that need a little direction, not money. Just some time, and that direction just means to talk to them and tell them your story, and tell them you know you believe in them. Yeah, and and that's what they mainly want. Yeah. That's a, that's a them. lasting legacy, right? The imprint that you leave on the life of another person. And yes, uh, I'm glad is. you've been doing it, and you continue <laughs> to do it. Um, it's fun. It's fun to see you do it, right, with the uh, the people around you. Right. Um, but uh, Chaz, I appreciate you taking some time and just sharing some of that journey uh, with the guys on this podcast. Oh, it's been my honor to say the least. I thank you God, for having me and everything. And I know that there will all be, you know, some more opportunities for me to go out there and like uh, reach out and make a difference. And I'm going to say this also. Sometimes to be uncomfortable means you're growing. Mm. And then if you're, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. You're just sitting and settling. That's right. So, so get uncomfortable. Get out there and reach for that job that, that you didn't have before. Reach for that level of education that you didn't think you could attain. Go out there and reach. Being uncomfortable makes you move around. Mm. If you're sitting and settling, nothing grows that sits and settles. Expand and make a difference. Oh, good word. Good word. Thank you, Chaz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, Be strong and show yourself a man.